0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sweating the Small Stuff, a show where we sweat over how the human body fights off viral invaders. I'm your host, Cameron buzard Jamari, and I'm joined yet again by your intellectual biology mastermind.
1: Sam, hi. I figured, <laughs> I, figured I was going to say that, but you know, thank you.
0: Well, introduce yourself. Give us a taste inside the mind that is Samantha. What? <laughs> this is staying in. Oh, no. All right, Sam. So, as you may or may not know, there is a nasty virus going around called the coronavirus. And it <laughs> the is the COVID-19. The you COVID-19. Mean? I yes, it th- there's many words for it, but the actual proper <laughs> term is COVID-19. Wash your hands. But Amazingly, I don't actually want to talk too much about COVID-19. What I wanted to talk about is this outbreak. It reminds me of so many movies and TV shows where a viral invader comes inside the body and suddenly it's like this crazy machination of personified cells having to chase down the virus and do a buddy cop drama like Osmosis Jones, where if ah. I recall, the plot to that movie was... Hang on, I need to look this up. Okay, uh,
1: so when you're giving this intro... I was convinced you were going to make me talk about, like, pandemic or something and, like, oh, no, we're going on, like, all the basically disaster films. But I like this a lot better. You're bringing it back to, like, Osmosis Jones, how, how the immune system is represented in media.
0: Yeah, because I never understood how you're supposed to explain biology to an audience where you can't just show the literal trillions of cells inside your body, like hunting down and attacking this thing. We always have to personify it. And so every time I think of a viral invader, I think of Chris Rock and his pill. It's literally a pill, like a cold pill, trying to fight off a virus who is stealing the life bracelet that is Bill Murray's soul, I guess.
1: Wait, was Chris Rock the pill?
0: No, he was the cop.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't
0: remember who the pill was. I'll look that up later. All right. All
1: right. Yeah, you got to remind me the plot of us. Os- you got to remind me about the plot of Osmosis Jones because all I'm remembering like I just have snippets of like this pill being a I don't know. It looked like a robot thing and like I remember Bill Murray just coughing a lot. Well,
0: no, this is a good thing because I feel like most people when they think of a virus invading the body, this is like one of those big things. Maybe some of you have seen the more recent Cells at Work and we'll talk about that in a second. But the, like the quintessential in my mind, Osmosis Jones is the film where a virus hidden inside of a like old spoiled gas station hard boiled egg. <laughs> enters Bill Murray's body yes. and is trying to do virus things, but it never does virus things. It's just like this villain who's harassing the body and this like beat cop of a white blood cell has to team up with like Bill Murray takes a cold pill because he thinks he has the cold. He doesn't realize he has a serious viral infection that according to the movie is called Simeon Saliva. Simeon Saliva? Simeon Saliva? egg contaminated with... Oh, simian, like, primate saliva. Oh, my God. (laughs) Basically, Planet of the Apes happens to Bill Murray inside his tummy. And Chris Rock, the hard-boiled detective. I guess the egg joke is a little... (sighs) There's so many good actors. William Shatner was in this movie. Ron Howard was in this movie. What was this film? Okay, well, anyway, it's it's always the story of, like, one singular cell, one specific thing chasing down another
1: and chasing down one virus. I always yeah. love that part. So that
0: that's the plot of Osmosis Jones, where we have like a beat cop who has to hunt down a bad guy before he does something bad to the quote unquote city. That is Bill Murray. And it's, it's nice on the one hand, it helps simplify the very complex systems in the human body that are like your immune system and your lymphatic system and your vascular system into A city, like what are the pieces of city? You have the cops who are the white blood cells and Mm -hmm. you have like the vascular system is the road works and all that stuff. So it becomes a little more palatable for an audience that doesn't have an advanced biology degree like you do. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Then there's more recent shows like Cells at Work, which I think do a better job because they give a better sense to the scale. In, In Cells at Work, for any of you who don't know, it is an animu. Or an anime <laughs> okay. for the more enlightened of us.
1: Cells at Work is great. It's on Netflix. It's a wonderfully slice of life anime about the immune system. Yeah, so <laughs> the entire
0: plot- bizarre, the, but wonderful. Like the entire plot of the movie is like an atypical anime where it's like just people going about their daily lives, but the people represent blood cells. Weirdly specific blood cells. Like they're not just white blood cells. They're like specifically, uh, was it macrophages- and yeah. um, killer T cells and memory cells and like they do a very specific job calling out cells in that show.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, the main guy. Pretty sure is a neutrophil. I'm trying yeah. to remember. And he's
0: the typical white blood cell running around your body trying to take off or to fight off all the different random invaders that get inside you every which way.
1: Yes, he's part of the first line of defense when it comes to your immune system. So not the. Not the part of your immune system you typically think of. Like most people, when they think of the immune system now because of vaccines, you think of... Uh, the antibodies, and you think of those memory cells where you have like, oh, the immune system remembers, and they send, remembers this infection, and they send out all this stuff to like fight the infection off. Well, in cells at work, the main guy, he's actually not a part of that. Because what most people don't know is that your first line of defense in your immune system, well, technically your first line of defense is your skin. But your second line of defense in your immune system is all these other Uh, cells that are running around and they're just there kind of monitoring things. And if something becomes too bad, they send out signals to trigger other parts of your immune system.
0: And that's exactly what I want to talk about because think about everything you just told me is a bunch of metaphors. Like they send out alerts and signals and it sounds very much (laughs) like they're these active people inside my body who are dealing... Like the weird thing about all these shows and all these personifications of the body is they do a terrible job of giving you a true sense of the scale of this war that your body is fighting every moment of every day. (laughs) It's literally... According to... Hang on, I I looked up this number because I was absolutely curious because like in Osmosis Jones, it's like one cell and one pill... Chasing one virus,
1: yeah, which in, is absolutely ridiculous.
0: In cells at work, they give you a better sense, of like hundreds or thousands fighting off anime cartoon monster villains.
1: They actually say the numbers, and they have. It's fun. It's funny because. At certain times, they'll have little tidbits pop up of like, here's a fun fact about the body and the immune system. And it'll actually give you, if you read those, it'll give you a scale of what's going on. But of course, you're seeing it in the lens of these personified cells.
0: Yeah, you got to be fast on that pause button. Otherwise, you're going to miss every single one of those (laughs) pop up texts. But according to, and I don't know how super reputable of a source this is, but I looked at a few different places and wonderopolis.org seemed to have the average of the answers, which was the human body depending on what you think of as average has 37.2 trillion cells in it. And the reason I say average is bigger people would probably have more cells in them because they are physically bigger. They have more stuff in them than smaller people.
1: Yes. That's, that's how that works.
0: I, I don't think people can really think of trillion as a thing. Like there's nothing I know of in the universe that I can point to that humans interact with on a daily basis. And give a good sense of what trillions is. There's only seven and a half billion, with a B, people on the earth. Mm-hmm. And there's 5,000 times that many cells inside your body.
1: Oh, yeah. But cells are super duper, duper tiny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When you learn about the immune system, when you learn about biology, you're given these facts of how these you have so much of this stuff happening. But of course, in order to learn it, you have to zoom in. You have to look at kind of the individual thing of what's happening. Once you know that, you can scale out and realize, okay, this... Little tiny action I just learned in a super specific detail is happening billions, billions of times all over my
0: body. And exactly that. Like as much as I want to believe Chris Rock is keeping me safe at night <laughs> inside me, yes. protecting me, this is the worst <laughs> sentence that's ever been uttered in the history of the world. It's it's actually more mechanical than that. Like human anatomy, all microorganisms are operating in this similar way, which is like there's a weird amount of atomic level physics that goes into the mechanisms and the different things that help fight off disease and keep your body healthy.
1: Yeah, so when I learned the immune system, it is a lot of metaphors, and you think of it kind of as like an army or a constant battle going on. But when you get down to it, a lot of what happens is very mechanical. And what it is, it's, it's very chemical. It's a lot of chemistry going on. Imagine you have a cell. Let's go with virus. There's a virus coming along. It attaches to a cell. It replicates inside that cell. It then bursts. There's a whole bunch of virus going on. Your body realizes that this virus is a foreign thing and it doesn't belong in your body. But how it figures that out is all about like chemical bonds.
0: This is exactly it. Trying to understand like creating vaccines and coronavirus and how all these different things work inside our body is understanding what viruses actually are. Because the way you described it, it's like the virus is really two parts, right? It's the shell and the programming inside.
1: Yes, you can think of it like a ship. When you, when you see- It's so
0: hard not to personify
1: this. I know, I know. Everything's better in metaphors. If you've ever looked up the- kind of like a diagram of a virus. It really does look like a really weird spaceship that has like a giant ball head. Yeah, like and it has a
0: capsule part that the virus lives inside. And yeah, goes and like a
1: cylinder planet. body and it has these little legs. And that's how it looks roughly when you get down to the very, very micro level. That whole shape, that really is, it's just carrying either a DNA or an RNA strand. And so what viruses do, they attach to a cell, inject the DNA or RNA inside that capsule into the cell, and those strands goes into your cell's nucleus, and they um, get inserted into the normal replication process that happens.
0: There's so many layers to what you're talking about. Yeah, because I know. Because what's happening I know. <laughs> is, so here's here's how I understand the cell. Well, let's think of it like a factory, right? So it's yes. a factory that's designed to do specific things. It's either creating, you think of it as making batteries or creating... There's like little things in it they are like making energy. Actually, there's so many things a cell does. Maybe it's like a city. This is so hard to do. It's- but there's so <laughs> many. Like, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me Let me try this one more time. You, your cell is the factory. And the factory knows how to do a specific thing. It's making something or just doing something the way it knows how to do it. Yes. And the virus comes along and it goes inside the factory and it tells the factory, stop making what you were doing and start making me and just keep making me until the factory is full of me and then explode. It's actually really
1: beautiful (laughs) and really (laughs) genius because what it does is that um, a virus, it inserts its own like DNA, RNA, into a cell and it has the cell use its its own process and its own mechanisms to keep replicating These certain strands of like DNA and RNA and keep building these viruses. Once it's built a certain number, the cell literally bursts. And now, like let's say you started with one virus, you now have, you know, 20. So you can think of this on a giant scale. And that's why when you get infected, you know, it takes a couple of days for you to show symptoms, because (laughs) it takes a couple days for this stuff to happen in your body. And then it gets to such a large enough scale that then your body is re- Reacting and showing symptoms to it.
0: Yeah, like the first one becomes twenty, which becomes four hundred, which becomes eight thousand, which becomes one hundred and sixty thousand, <laughs> and it's like we're just going to assume squares. Yeah, yeah. And all of that is happening across trillions of cells in your body. But fortunately, your body—or maybe unfortunately, depending on how you look at—your body has mechanisms to figure out that something is wrong. As much as we want to believe that there's an osmosis Jones or a neutrophil. It's not things acting with intention. It's physics. These little chains of atoms hooking up to the atoms that represent the outside of the virus capsule interacts with them some way based on the actual bonds, the actual chemical bonds that atoms make with each other to make different molecules, right? Yeah.
1: It's it's a lot of chemistry going on. So and it's Please
0: a lo- do not go down that far. I did <laughs> not do well in chemistry.
1: <laughs> but it's a lot of um when i keep saying like signals or and all this stuff what that's really code for is that certain molecules are being released or there are certain cells that are binding to other cells letting your body know okay is this good or is this bad it's pattern recognition yeah all
0: right so how can we use that pattern recognition for our body to help fight off these invaders
1: so i'm gonna shift to what most people know in the immune system which are like antibodies
0: the big the big guns inside yes. the human body
1: let's talk about the big guns this is the last line in your immune system really is the antibodies when you are first introduced to a virus we're, we're gonna focus on viruses here okay when you're first introduced to a virus and it starts wreaking havoc in your body your immune system it can take that virus and then it can break it down into different parts and it can create these proteins called antibodies. that will have certain receptors on the end that bond specifically to the virus.
0: And this is specific. It's like we said patterns. It's a yes. little pattern that perfectly fits a like receiving pattern on another cell that allows it to do a thing.
1: Yeah. So let's say, you know, I... I got the flu, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I got the flu type A, and so your body is like, oh no, the flu type A, uh, let me create antibodies that will fight this. So now you have a bunch of antibodies that are like, I am only recognizing flu type A. The body ramps up making them, and then it releases them, and then they, through pattern recognition, bind to the viruses floating around there are different cells that can then bind to those antibodies on the opposite end and it'll swallow up the whole thing and destroy that entire thing
0: so it's like there's a little piece of a puzzle Mm -hmm. and it only fits another piece of the puzzle yes and when that piece of the puzzle hooks up to the first piece of the puzzle it can then allow a piece of the puzzle in your body to hook up to those two pieces and pull itself inside of a meat grinder. Yes. And then destroy the first <laughs> puzzle piece with this very forced metaphor.
1: Yes, a meat grinder, or more like um, oxidase, I'm pretty sure, and prox. Oh my God, don't use these being words released. in my brain. <laughs> Basically, bad chemicals being released and destroying it.
0: All right, so there's the, there's the two things I want to understand here. First is the virus. The virus is this capsule that is able to connect to a cell and inject you said DNA or RNA? Yes. It injects basically instructions into the cell that tells its the cell's own machinery to make more of the virus. Yeah. And then the way that your body bites this virus is it releases other chains of atoms that latch on and help identify the virus as a specific type of invader that other cells they literally can just detect the pattern of the thing attached to the virus and say, oh, That's a virus. I need to do something about that. Yeah. Okay. And so what does this have to do with vaccines?
1: So as I mentioned before, a virus that is new to your body for the first time, it enters. I gave the example of flu A. You know, influenza A, it's in your body. You've never had it before. Your body has to first recognize it. And then it takes a bit for it to make antibodies specific to influenza A. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, since it's been exposed to before, it actually will keep some of those antibodies around or like it keeps what it always coined as the memory of them around so that if you are infected again with influenza A in the future, your body was like, oh, I've done this before and it can create those antibodies a lot faster. So that's where vaccines come into play. You have bits of the virus, but they are not Um, It's always called like denatured bits of the virus. It's weird to say like or dead bits of the virus, which is kind of a misnomer because viruses aren't technically alive.
0: (laughs) Don't start. because That's the other thing I don't want to talk about is the ethical question of where does life start on the microbiological (laughs) scale. But yeah, it's because you don't want to actually give someone influenza or coronavirus or whatever. You want to give them the thing that will help them recognize influenza or coronavirus.
1: Yes. So you can think of it as chopped up Bits of the virus. Mm-hmm. And so it's just little, um, you know, protein sequences and little parts of the virus so that your body can r- create antibodies that will recognize those little tiny strands, recognize those patterns. So when you get a vaccine, you're not getting sick from anything because there's nothing designed in there to actually hurt you, but your immune system is recognizing, oh, this is a foreign thing. I need to fight it, and therefore it's creating these antibodies so that in the future, when you get infected, those antibodies will be wrapped up super fast. You have a super quick immune system, and then even though you may have been infected with the flu, you have zero symptoms from it.
0: All right, so let me make sure I can run it all the way back to our first thing. All right. The virus is a crazy capsule that holds instructions for how to make more virus. Yes. It runs around your body, injecting itself into cells saying, hey, make more of me. Yes. But your body figures out how to identify the virus by creating basically these little, I guess I'll call them sticky bits, that (laughs) latch onto the virus or latch onto most cells and help you identify what the actual thing is based on the pattern on these sticky bits. Yes, And then what you can do is you can take the virus, the virus that is normally in its very deadly make more of me state, and chop it up in a way so that when you throw it into the human body, the human body can still recognize that this is a weird foreign thing without the virus being able to infect cells and tell it to force those other cells to replicate and die.
1: Exactly.
0: Okay. Now, here's the craziest part because of the pattern recognition thing. Is this machine learning? (laughs) Oh, boy. Because technically, we've just made a point that None of this, and this was the thing I didn't want to talk about before, but I'm going to talk about it now. Hmm? What is alive? To the best of my knowledge, you make a very good point about the viruses. They are effectively atomic machinery, just a chain of atoms.
1: E- yeah.
0: I mean, in a way, everything's a chain of yeah, atoms.
1: Yeah, I know. that's.
0: <laughs> but inside <laughs> that's of, like, vague. this is like a, like, shell of atoms. Each series of atoms is arranged into a protein molecule. Mm-hmm. And those protein molecules create a sense of inside. And inside <laughs> of those protein molecules exists a ribbon of atoms, which is the DNA and RNA. (laughs) And when you inject that ribbon of atoms inside of a cell, which is itself a giant shell of atoms that (laughs) is full of other atoms.
1: Why is there so much mention of atoms? All
0: right. Maybe I've gone off on a horrible (laughs) tangent. But it's interesting because this is the thing that like is so hard for people to really grasp. It's never just one or a handful or dozens or even hundreds of cells, it's millions or billions of cells inside your body that are actively pushing back and forth, trying to infect each other, take over each other, figure out which one's which, and then send along other dudes to take care of the problem. Mm -hmm. And it's all happening without any real concept of self-awareness or sentience. It's all a very mechanical process by which your body releases antibodies, identifies things, destroys those things.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely very, very mechanical, very chemical. It's, you know, biological. There isn't a brain going on. There isn't thoughts and feelings. It's not, you know, thinking. It's
0: not personal. It's just business. (laughs)
1: There's not, it's not like there's a a thought process in the cell going, is this bad? Is this not bad? I don't know. Let me weigh the decision. Like, it's not actually doing that. It's all about, like, triggering and patterns and that something happens and it's a trigger for something else.
0: Now, that is crazy to think about.
1: But you were mentioning machine learning and how this relates to that.
0: I was going to say, in machine learning, it's exactly that. You basically create a pattern for what something's supposed to look like. And then later, when the machine sees it again it knows to do something with that pattern. Where in this case, when it sees the vaccine, it says, oh, this is what a thing I don't want in my body looks like. Mm -hmm. So when I see the thing I don't want in my body later, I know to recognize it. And it's just like you said, pattern recognition. And on this forced metaphor... I think it might be time to end.
1: I do want to add, we could get into a whole other host of episodes about this, but when you start making the comparisons between, like, biology and how your body works and how machines and computers work, it is shockingly similar.
0: It's logic. That's because at the atomic level, everything is logic. And we, unfortunately, are not that kind of podcast yet. (laughs) till then sam why don't you let us know where we can follow you and all your musings on biology or where you'll be locked up during the coronavirus
1: well you can follow me on instagram at lil.baby.banshee that is l-i-l dot baby dot banshee or you can follow my food blog at the sampler dot blog
0: and you can find all your sweating the small stuff needs at small stuff show we have our website small and we have a discord and a patreon there's lots of all ways that to good stuff and i'm sure at this point with the coronavirus quarantine you're thinking wow this is really informative but i wish there was a way i could talk to my friends about it you can send them this episode Let them hear Sam's incredibly insightful guidance on how your body does this weirdly mechanical thing and turns it into Osmosis Jones and Cells at Work and all the other different personified parodies of human anatomy. And then they can talk to you and you guys will have communication. This thing that feels so foreign two weeks into the coronavirus quarantine, at least (laughs) in the United States. I hope the rest of the world is safe out there.
1: Self-isolation, not quarantine.
0: Fair. And on that note, I've been your host, Cameron Boozard-Jumari, reminding you, Please wash your hands for at least 20 seconds, multiple times a day. And from movies to media to COVID-19 and the world around us is details like these that make it worth sweating the small stuff. Who was the pill from Osmosis Jones? This is going to drive me nuts.
1: Why? Why was he a giant robot machine? Why was he a
0: giant robot machine? (laughs)